Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Big 12 podcast. Robbie Triano of SiriusXM joining the show to give the instant reactions to the most meaningful poll in America, the, the preseason Associated Press poll. No games have been played. Most practices are closed for most college teams, so we really don't know who's doing what. But we have opinions. The media does, generally speaking. So do we, Robbie and I, about where teams should finish. It, uh, just your immediate reaction, Robbie, I'll put it up here, to the top 25 poll and just your thoughts generally. Oh, let's, let's go there first. Actually, before we do the poll, your thoughts generally about the AP Top 25 preseason edition. They will never change. So if your team isn't in it, you should just give up on the season. K-State, sorry, dark horse, my butt. You're not in it anymore. Uh, no, it's I, it's exactly how I picture it would go. The top teams are at the top, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. They're very good. For the Big 12, I don't think this is a great representation. I think what the AP Top 25 is saying is you're not going to compete for a national championship this year. There's no way you're going to compete, maybe even for the college football playoff. So that's not great, but for me – I think that everything is as planned right now. USC being in number 14 is hilarious. Uh, they they may be really good, but I just love seeing OU fans get really annoyed online. And the thing that warms my heart, 23, 24, 25, all future Big 12 teams. Yes. That's some great representation right now. But for right now, I can't get too upset because I think, especially for the Big 12, there's a lot of change in this league. There's a lot of unknown and uncertainty in a lot of different positions because we either lost a lot or just things are just new. So for what the Big 12 is concerned, I think it's accurate for right now. But right now, I think it's pretty chalk when you go to the top 10. Yeah, so, you know, you look at this AP poll, and obviously you mentioned the the three Big 12 teams uh, are Oklahoma, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. And w- what this tells you and tells us and should tell everybody is that You know, there is such a crossover in these polls, Robbie, between looking back at last year and looking forward to this season, right? Because, you you know, you and I have talked about a team like like Oklahoma State. I'm not sure how good they're going to be to start off, start off especially. Like, they might be pretty good, but they're losing the best receiver. They're losing their running back. They lost all their defense. They lost their defensive coordinator. You know, once again, they do have some guys back on both these both sides. But like, I mean, you know, guys we love like Malcolm Rodriguez, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, right? And and Colby Harvell Peel are both gone. Uh, you know, for Baylor, we talked about them so much. They're switching quarterbacks. Their running back is gone. Their Ta- Taquan Thornton, their number one wide receiver, is gone. Right? Their two best defensive players are gone. But what they do last year, they won the Big Twelve. We all love Dave Rand all of a sudden. Once again, I'm not knocking these teams, but there's there's this crossover between like Alabama at number one, right? And they're always number one, but think about how good Alabama is this year. Think about how we know it's going to be Alabama and Ohio state versus the field, basically. And then think about kind of square that with what we know about, you know, a team like a, uh, like a, like a Baylor, um, like an Oklahoma, like, you know, uh, like a, uh, like an Oklahoma state. Like I mentioned, like there's so much, there's a cross between predictive and what we saw last season. I feel like, and I'm, it's tough to hit, but I'm not sure we always hit the mark with the same people. Yeah, and for like the case for Alabama, it's like we kind of know Bryce Young's really good. For I would say we know C.J. Stroud is really good, and that's why when I look at the Big 12, you even look at the quarterbacks. Like the only starting quarterback who started game one last year that is returning 
is Spencer Sanders. And we all know about Spencer Sanders. So just think about it. You have nine new quarterbacks compared to who was starting next year, unless Hudson Card starts. But I really don't see that happening right now unless something crazy happens. So, like, I just think this is a league that's going to have to prove itself, especially in the Big 12, because there are so many new things, especially coaching-wise. Like, when you look at Oklahoma, a whole new staff. You look at Baylor, they have the returning coaches – but, I mean, Blake Shapin, like, we know he did great in a lot of different games. Like, when he stepped in, he did a good job. But there's nothing to prove that he can do that over the course of a 12-game season. I, there's nothing to prove that. Spencer right. Sanders is Spencer Sanders. Texas, is, I, I honestly think that bef- if the news of Isaiah Nayer and the other injury didn't come out, I, I bet the votes were placed before then. But Before that, so right. I, I think they're a top 25 team I, before that. But now that this is happening, like you just kind of have to wait and see mode. But I just think like from what I told, what I could tell from this is there's just a lot of confusion about where to put the big 12, just because you can't point at Oklahoma and be like, you know what? Top five team. How? Right. What, what about that says that they're a top five team? I don't even think they necessarily have a position group that is the best in the big 12. Like, I don't think, like they don't have the best offensive line. They don't have the best defensive line. You could say they could have the best quarterback, but if Dylan Gabriel goes out, do they have the best QB room, RB room? They do not. So it, it's like, I can't say that Oklahoma necessarily has the best out of anything. So that's why I think like for me, one of my bigger complaints and I voice this and obviously OU fans are just mad at me now. Say like, why, why is Baylor not ahead of Oklahoma? And obviously it's just got like one point difference, but why are people voting Oklahoma over Baylor if it comes to the Big 12 team. Yes, it is Oklahoma. Yes, historically they are great. Yes, they they have talent in the weeds, but they replace everything. They replace the coaching staff. Yes, they have some major key coaches that are back, but Baylor has a lot more consistency. I know exactly what I'm going to get with Baylor. There's more things I can point, be like, you know what, that's going to be really good. Oklahoma, I, I, I don't know what exactly I can point at and be like, that'll be the strength of their team. It's more like I have to wait and see. So why are we giving Oklahoma the benefit of the doubt? Yeah, I think it goes to this point, you know, Robbie, that I think they're I think they're gonna be less good teams or as many really good teams this season as there were last year. Because you start looking behind and be like, all right, well, who should you put ahead? And like I, I struggle with that too. Like, who would you put ahead in a lot of these, a lot of these situations, right? I mean, you know, NC State, I'd probably jump them ahead. Uh USC, you mentioned we haven't seen much. Michigan State's going through some transition there, you know, especially because they lost their, their best offensive player and their defense was essentially red zone roulette. They're going to be elite. Year. Okay, Josh. Yeah, I mean, well, Robbie, that, yes. there was a whole lot of red zone red zone roulette on that defense last year. That was kind of the Agreed. name of the game that for them, not right? Great. Yeah. And, and then, so you think about, you know, Miami's a lot of hype. Pitt, obviously, getting a new quarterback, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Arkansas, right? Kentucky. I mean, th- there's, you know, like this year, besides those top two, there's a chance that Georgia's, I mean, Georgia's probably going to reload, but like their defense probably won't be as good as it was last year, right? Their offense might be a little bit better, sure. But I mean, you know, one of your main guys, Jermaine Burton, went to, went to Alabama, right? Um, and we're not even sure if a guy like Eric Gilbert can even stay on the field, stuff like that. Clemson, I mean, they, they, they're number four, Robbie, and they might make a quarterback change pretty early in the season. We've got no idea what's going to happen. Notre Dame, obviously, saw last year Marcus Freeman's had a really good job recruiting, but is that a top five team, Tyler Buckner, quarterback? AM's up there, but AM went eight and four last year, right? And we don't even know who their quarterback is yet. And they got a lot of talent, but it's a lot of young talent. So you know, Utah probably to be really good again this year. Michigan, but you see what I'm saying? Like, is this Michigan team better than last year's? I don't no. know if we have the depth, la- you know, like we did in the past. Because think about last year, like last year's Oklahoma team, 
despite whatever you want to say, is better coming into the season than this year's Oklahoma team is. There's there's no doubt to me about that in my in my mind. Uh, I think last year's Oklahoma State team was better than this year's. I think last year's Baylor team is better than this year's. I like I think the the Big Twelve is kind of a good example of these teams probably aren't going to be as good as they were last year. And so I'm actually curious, like how many really good slash great teams are we actually going to have this season? Oh, that's a, it's actually a really good question. And it's funny because Greg McElroy, he does something with ESPN or in his biggest question at the big 12 was, can a team get to 10 wins? And at the time I was like, that's like, I don't know if that's the biggest question, but when right. I think about it, it's like, yeah, it's actually a really good point because I don't think there is a clear team that is a top. Like last year, we all thought, okay, Oklahoma has it. And obviously things can go their way, but they still had amazing talent. Just look at the NFL draft. Right. Like they, they had great talent. So this year I think is more like a, hey, we're going to be really fun. We're not going to play for national championships, but when you tune in every Saturday or whenever you tune in, the Big 12 is just going to be a really good time and really competitive. Is that good for the overall narrative about this conference? I think to the casual fan, no, because there's not a major team in the top, whatever. So they're going to be like, ah, oh, this league stinks. But it, I, I really do think it's going to be a highly competitive team. But also when it comes to ranking the top 25 in general, I think it's just an impossible task, like even right. before this. But now the reason Alabama and Ohio State are at the top is because they have the most set pieces and the most pieces that didn't enter the transfer portal. I don't know how a team can really – or how a reporter can be like, you know what, that team is going to be better even though they lost the majority of their team to the draft and they just added a bunch of players. I don't know how it's going to fit. So I, I think it's very difficult to to rank, especially in the preseason, just because I think the roster turnover and like what rosters look like every year is just so different now because you can just plug and play whenever you want or you can just lose players just, just because. So it it is – I that's why I think the top two teams are also just the best. But yes. I think it's I think it's a crapshoot, and I think that this top twenty five is going to look the most different at the end of the year than it is right now. I think I think we're gonna yeah have a I, I'm with you on change. that. I think I think that's where I'm at, and so maybe guys, maybe I maybe I, I I'm wrong in my assertion. Of like, do we have as many good teams? Maybe maybe they're just different, really good teams. But right. I mean, you know, that's that's the big question here. Uh, I just think uh, kind of looking, you know, it's just kind of a weird year. It feels like a lot of turnover for a lot of these 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 schools. I mean. You know, talk about teams like a, you know, NC State and Pitt, right? I mean, we feel like really, really good about those schools, like kind of the highest upside, the kind of highest spoiler potential. But, you know, Pitt's replacing quarterback, and it's like NC State, I mean, when's the last time NC State went to an ACC championship game, right? I mean, right. they've beaten Clemson. Like, how many times have they actually gone pillar to post and gotten the job done? So I think that's that's kind of the, the, the big questions here. Let's talk specifically – about the Big 12 schools. First, quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online and BetOnline.net. Got some new fun odds coming out, folks. You can bet on things like uh, who will record more INTs this year? Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, or CJ Stroud? OU fans, go and place your money on Caleb Williams. We all know that you want to do it. Go once again today, BetOnline, BetOnline.net. BetOnline, it is where the game starts. All right. So, uh, Number nine is Oklahoma. And Robbie, you mentioned, you made a great point. When you think about the units, right? You think about the different, uh, you know, the offensive line and, and the wide receivers and the running backs and linebackers and defensive line. Uh, they might not have the, most, the best in any of those categories. I think they're the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, 
but they might have the best combination of all of them. And also, if you were to ask which Big Ten, Big Twelve team is most likely to end up in the top ten at the end of the year, it's Oklahoma. It's and I know you say, "Wow, what a prediction!" But it's because that schedule. It's because the schedule oh, yeah. is so favorable. That's why. And also, there's room for it to grow, of course. But an Oklahoma team with a pretty easy schedule, or relatively speaking, easy schedule, uh, you gotta like your odds. And also, your odds just got better because two really important players for Texas have just gone out. Yeah, and I think if they had this team, that team that they had last year, this year, with the schedule they have, I think it's easy to say, you know what, that's a national championship contending team. Like, these are their home games. Kansas State, obviously Texas is at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Kansas, Baylor, Oklahoma State. Your hardest games are at home. Oh. I would consider Baylor and Oklahoma State at home, and then let's see the games that you are away. Nebraska. I that I'm not. Believe it when I see it, Nebraska. Believe it when I see it. TCU, Iowa State. But before Iowa State, you have a bye. So right. I would consider your hardest away game, you have a bye right before West Virginia and Texas Tech. Your hardest games are at home, and your toughest and your easiest games are on the road. So it's like, yes, I, I consider this a very easy path for them, and I think it sets up for them. Also, like, what a cupcake, like, non-con, UTEP and Kent State. Obviously, Nebraska is much more difficult, but – yeah, if this was a ranking based off, you know, who I think is going to be at the top by the end of the year, great. But if this is a ranking based on, like, the quality of the team, I think, right now, there's I cannot put Oklahoma number one. Can I – I put them number two in my – So would you put – if you would have put Baylor, you would put Baylor ahead of them? Yeah, absolutely. I think they have a lot more, like, continuity. Yes, Blake Shapin is a quarterback, but he's at least played for Baylor. And I can actually see tape of him with a Jersey on that says Baylor on it. Running back is a whole different issue, but I trust the offensive line and I trust Jeff Grimes more than anything. We had him on our show last week, big 12 today. And he was just like listening to him. Like he was just so optimistic about this offense because I watched a lot of tape of last year, with Gary Bohannon. And it's just like Gary had to do so many things with his feet. And I don't think that is what Jeff Grimes wants out of his system. Like you look at what he did with Zach Wilson and he was telling us like the reason I love my system is not only does it help with the running game, but also it it makes everything better passing wise. So like Blake Shapin is so much more accurate as a quarterback and do more things with his arms. So I just see this offense just like growing. I, 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 I really do see a lot of good things positively for Baylor weapon wise question mark but I do believe in that system more than you know I think Jeff Levy is great but he just installed it like I I, right. I get Dylan Gabriel has been there but there's still 10 other people on the field uh, for that offense so that that's where I would give Baylor the the upper hand and also like defensive line yeah 1A 1B them or Oklahoma State in my opinion and offensive lines offensive line I, I, I think they are the best and honestly like linebacker like Dylan Doyle is a beast Matt Jones is a beast and they do have players returning uh, that can fill that Jalen Petrie role I think Al Walcott that's what I heard from a, a lot of yeah. people is he going to play that position I vote him on my first team if he gets there I'm going to brag about that a bunch uh but I just think there's just a lot of like I just trust Baylor more right now just because I've actually seen it and I, they, they just won the conference it feels like we forgot about the, you know, and I look, I think Dave Wright has had a great job learning from that first really bad season. I I totally do. Uh, I think we do forget about that. Like there can, there can be issues. I, I think, I think the idea that it's just all smooth sailing now for Dave Rihanna moving forward and he's just 
ultimate coach guy. We're good to go. Right. Um, there are always hiccups. There are always challenges. And so I'm, I'm wondering if breaking in a new quarterback with some questions in the running game and at wide receiver is going to be one of those things that kind of presents a challenge while this defense, because ultimately I think this, once again, this team is going to be a team that relies on its defense at the end of the day. That's they, they want their calling card to be their defense and the offense to get the job done when they're asked to do it. Um, I think that that takes time. So they're the team, Robbie, that I would say the most I would put outside the top 10 on the wow. season. And the the um, the team that probably has the highest ceiling if everything goes right for them. I, I think because they're hmm. already so good at the lines of scrimmage and uh, if shape and the thing works out, like they're the team at the end of the year, you probably don't want to play. If all goes according to plan, there's a whole lot to get to uh, at that point. The other one I bring up here is I, I would, if I was voting before the Isaiah Nair thing, I, dude, I put Texas ahead of Oklahoma State. I, I've gotten slandered Ooh, for this bossy. already. I can't do I, that. Man, yet. I, this this team has such an embarrassment. If well, well, here's my point. If we're gonna do this with AM, why aren't we doing this with Texas? I know AM went eight and four, but like who has the better quarterback? Who has the better running back? Uh, offensive line, I know, is, is a big thing. Skill right. position players. I mean, you I'll take I'll take the Texas wideouts over AMs every day of the week. Sure, defense probably a little bit better, but like uh, you know, if talent, I mean, talent wise, still on defense, there's a lot to like from what Texas has. So, if we're going to be doing that, I mean, we got to give Texas respect, especially, uh, you know, if we're counting transfers. Now, I know Isaiah Nayer, this that does hurt, man. I was really excited for the year he's going to have. And obviously, Jai Hall is having his, his issues right now with uh, parking tires or, uh, you know, tire, whatever, what are they called? Uh, tire boots. Um, so, I, you know, once again, at this moment in time, Maybe I take a step back from this because losing an offensive lineman and a and a wide receiver not good for Texas. Um, but if I were to have voted on this before, actually, I, I don't know how Texas is not in this. In my opinion, I think they should be in. And while things were equal before, and I would have put them over Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State's a little overrated this year. So your thoughts on no Longhorns? Uh, Robbie's with something. So no Longhorns and uh the Oklahoma State Cowboys and what I, I know I'm gonna get killed for this the Texas back thing over and over and over again but like this group talent wise what they have is a little bit different Robbie do you have your are you prepared are you ready to, to tell me I'm an idiot because I think I can tell it's coming uh <laughs> he's still looking also the last one we got hit on is um they received votes but Kansas State um getting 14 votes for the top 25 Texas was at 164 it's actually their team number 27. Tennessee was 180. Uh, they were team. They were so they were um, team number 26. Kansas State laying in the weeds. Probably were Kansas State fans. I mean, I know there's going to be a portion of you out there that are really um, that are really upset that you're not in there. But like, I think you'd rather be laying in the weeds. We saw what happened with expectations last year for a team like an Iowa State. They're a burden sometimes. So I prefer to be K State not ranked than K State uh, ranked going into the year. Robbie, what were you going to say about my Texas and Oklahoma State? thought i wish you could see what was happening to my computer it was just hilarious my mouse just was just going up and down about i just couldn't click unmute it was uh terrifying uh so about texas though like i don't think i can put them ahead of oklahoma state just for i i i just can't do that yet i and i think the reason why they were voted so back like in that i don't think any ap voter wants to get burned again 
I think yeah, they it's are. It's one hundred percent what it is. You're right. They are tired of voting in Texas just to be look like the idiot at the end of the year, and everyone is tagging uh, like old tapes exposed, and it's just like I I don't think that that's going to happen. Obviously, I think people voted before this injury thing, but Texas just has to prove it. Like they just have to do it. I'm like I agree. I, it's that, unfair. It's fair. It's fair. I honestly think if a team were to have the highest ceiling in the conference, it would be Texas. But how many years in a row are we going to say that? You know, if everything works, Texas has the talent because, you know, they recruit the best. They have but the this best. team, Robbie, is like this is not the Sam Ellinger is going to run the ball 20 times a game team. Because like Agreed. that was never that was never going to work. It was never going to you were never going to win 11, 12 games like that. It just, it, were they, were they won the one year of the Sugar Bowl year. I forget how many it was. But like that was not sustainable. This team in terms of talent, has a top five wide receiver in the country. They have a, one of the most talented quarterbacks. And once again, I know he doesn't play in the field. One of the most talented quarterbacks in recent memory. They have the best backfield in the conference, period, full stop. And, I mean, once again, the, the receiver stuff is really, really sad. And on defense, it's not like, you know, Alfred Collins and and DeMarvin Overshone. Like, they've got guys who are talented. Uh, you know, Coburn, Kendra Coburn. Like, they've got guys that we know for a fact are talented. And they don't need all of them to play their potential. I'm just saying, like, number one, I wouldn't have Oklahoma State this high. I would have, like, Texas at 20. Yeah. And I'd have Oklahoma State, like, lower down. That's all. You know, I, I think if you put Texas closer to Wake Forest, it makes a lot more sense, right? So I'm not saying Texas should be top 15. I'm saying they should right. be top 25. And I think Oklahoma State is getting that big bump from last year. No, I, I, I agree with that. I do think Texas top 25. Do I put them ahead of Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State has some absolute dudes on the line of scrimmage, like like Brock Martin, Colin Oliver. Yeah. People forget last year Oklahoma State led the conference with thirty eight sacks, thirty eight. Yeah. Number two was Baylor with twenty four. Like that is, and they returned yeah. their top their top like two sack getters. So like yeah. that's where I think Oklahoma State. Like I don't think this the defense may drop a little bit, but I think they're going to get after the quarterback. And I'm not necessarily high on a lot of offensive lines in the league besides. Baylor, maybe Oklahoma, maybe maybe Kansas State. But even then, I'm like treading on murky waters here. And that's where I'm like, Oklahoma State can be a real problem on that. Yeah. Do I trust Spencer Sanders? No. Do they have a running back like Jalen Warren? No. But I also didn't know that until Jalen Warren started playing for Oklahoma State right. last year. So that that's where I am. Like, I'm a little bit higher on Oklahoma State just because – I think defense is really going to carry this league, especially like I can believe in Quinn Ewers. I have seen his high school tape enough to trick myself into thinking, oh, man, that guy's going to be good. But I have no idea. I have no idea. And obviously they have a tough road with Alabama week two. And that's that just is tough. Do I believe they have the best offense in the league? A hundred percent. I think they have arguably the best running back you can. Pick your poison, Deuce Vaughn or him. I think they have the best wide receivers. They could possibly have the best quarterback. But I I cannot look past their defense. I ranked the top 10 pass rushing, pass rushers if it, as a collective in the league. And Texas was number eight when it came to people who could get to the quarterback as, as a team. Um, so that's not great. And I, I voted them number three in my preseason poll. I wish I voted them number four just because looking, I think I should have gave Oklahoma State a little bit more credit. Um, let's t- let's talk about the the other teams, the, the incoming teams. 
Also, do you, oh, do you, hold on. Let's do Kansas State first. Do you agree with my point on Kansas State? Rather be unranked, laying in the weeds, if you will, coming into the year. I think they should be ranked. I mean, like, they should be. I mean, they, they everyone has been them. saying, you know what? They're the dark horse team. Yeah. If they really are your dark horse team, why aren't you voting them? Huh? Everyone says, you know what? That's the team you got to watch for. Why are they not even like 25? Like, that's crazy. Like, everyone wants to say, oh, they got Deuce Vaughn. They got this amazing defense. How is a team with six Big 12 selections six. on the first team not make the top 25? I, I don't get it. I, I, I They need to prove it. But what are we doing? Uh, let's talk about the, the, the incoming teams. So three, Cincy, Houston, and BYU, and also receiving votes, 27 votes, uh, is UCF. And that puts them like 30, 31 if you were to flesh out the rankings, whatever. Um, this is not relative to their league, Robbie. This, you know, th- this is just people saying Cincinnati, Houston, and, uh, and BYU have built really good teams this year. And so if we, you know, if we were to fast forward this a year, like uh, or a couple whenever it is right. That we see OU and Texas depart, this would be five teams, in the top 25 from the big 12. That'd be really good representation. So I think it just speaks to like these teams are ready for the challenge of a big league. I, I think Cincinnati, I think, I think Houston's the one that we're all like, we don't talk enough about Houston. Um, because especially because their coaching staff is really well paid, really well taken care of, and they also have been there before. So, um, your thoughts on just seeing those three schools there? Because look, it, the AAC champion this year is going to come from one of the new schools. It's just a matter of um, it, it, the championship game is probably going to be two of the new schools. It's just a matter of which one of those schools, um, you know, wins that all. Yeah, I mean, this is just amazing PR. Like Brett Yormark looks at us and he's just drooling, like, yes. Yes. More pet, more things I can use to bash the Pac-12 with. Ha ha ha! So I think that's great for us. Do am I an expert on like who is like very good for each team? No, I've heard amazing things about BYU, and it's just like Cincinnati is. Robbie, going to Robbie, a- if you want to learn about those teams, we have team previews here on Locked On Big Twelve for each of them. Go check Absolutely. out our team preview, team previews tab. I like Jake too. I listen to you guys. Jake, J- Jake is nice. As well. Jake Hatch is strong. He's strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, this is just great PR for the entire league. Cincinnati is not going to be as good as last year, but like that is an amazing, like if going from that to number four, like you're going to have a drop off, but still great. And obviously Houston, I mean, we're going to see them a lot in a lot of big 12 games when it comes to early in the year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, prayers to you, Texas tech and, and uh, Kansas. Uh, but uh, yeah. I think that's going to, I mean, this just, this just looks great. And if you pull up those rankings again, if we include them into the big 12, I mean, there's no other group of five team in the in the top 25, which is weird to think about. Right. It's just like, wow. Okay. Well, the power the power five really just dominates everything. They did before, but now it's like, okay, now we officially uh, this is almost the death of the, the group of five. Yeah, I want. I, you know, that's a good point. I wonder if there's, you know, is is there more consideration for those teams considering how? I mean, look, they were they were all 10 plus win teams last year, so that's that's number yeah. one that are bringing back a lot of you know. Well, Cincinnati is bringing less what we thought have thought, but I think we're all. I mean, the what they win like 22, 23 games in two seasons. I, mean, I think we're all yeah. pretty on board with Luke Fickle. Um, you know, BYU obviously ten win season last year. Houston was right there on the cusp. Just got you know, just just met a better team in uh, in Cincinnati there in the championship game and had a really nice bowl win against Auburn. So like, look, um, I, I wonder if there's some consideration there because that they are joining the, the league. So that's something that that'd be interesting. Um, once again, I'm not 
I'm not a pro rankings guy. I understand why we do it, right? I mean, Oregon being number 11. Good Lord. Guess who they play week one, guys? Number three. So what looks better? 11 versus three. I think I think all of us as media members, you know, if you're a voting media member, you kind of subconsciously do it. Just be like, man, I'd love to see a three versus two. I wonder 10. if there's like, lobbying. I wonder if ESPN is lobbying like some reporters. Yeah, like, yeah, hey, hey, yeah, come on. Yeah. We need, yeah. I want a big ranking. It, yeah, preferred, big ranking would, preferred ranking would be Oregon We need to stop lobbying five. in college football. That's, uh, Dude, that's I, <laughs> that'll, never, that'll never end in this sport. Uh, all right, Robbie. Appreciate you and your time. Where can people find all of your sizzling takes on Twitter? Big 12 Radio, Sirius XM Channel 375 is where you will hear the show that I work on. If you want the sizzling takes, right down there at the Triano Kid on Twitter. It is time for the season to be coming up. We're about a little less than 20 days, which is, in, is, is interesting. And I will be dropping my top 20 players in the Big 12 this week. Top 20. I spent about an hour or so ranking it, debating. We'll probably be talking about it on we'll this, be. but we'll it is – it, I'm intrigued. It's going to be a really, really fun year, and I can smell it. It's coming. We're less than close. two weeks away from it, from you know from Division One football being played. I mean, it's it's coming up. Week zero is coming up. So no I'm Big Twelve well. in Week Zero, which I'm actually fine with. But uh, all right, Robbie Triano, appreciate your time, and I'll be seeing you in roughly thirty minutes. Awesome. See you, Josh.